0: Welcome to Space Station One Dispatch. It's Queen Olivia Lucretia, bourgeois, connoisseur, and red friend the third here, satelliting worldwide from Space Station One. Um, I'm filled with feelings, which is always really the best time to record a podcast episode. I've just finished reading Prince Harry's Spear, and oh my God, I was moved to tears. And I'm shocked, actually, because. Uh, the contradiction is I despise the monarchy and the the evil <laughs> that that family, uh, I don't know if they were responsible for it, but they were like running the show while the evil was happening. And by evil, I mean like the oppression of working class miners, my great grandfather who was blinded in a mining accident because the foreman couldn't wait five seconds to see if the explosive was live and he sent my grandfather and his friend and the blob up in his face. That coal was used to fuel the imperial machine. So that's my personal kind of hatred of what that family represents. And then, of course, I live in New Zealand and every day we get to live with the aftermath of colonisation. <clears throat> um, yeah, so, you know, when I see Iwi uh, uh, settle with the government and they pay a settlement, I'm like, um could you get that money from the Windsors? Like, because their ancestor, Queen Victoria, yeah. Anyway, so that, right? You're holding that in your mind? And then I'm listening to the story about a human being with hopes and dreams and feelings, and uh, a very different idea about what living simply is. He gets cut off by his dad, and he's like, oh no, i would have to pay for my own security. We found this new house in Santa Monica with a koi carp pond that would need a specialist attendant. I'm like, oh girl. <laughs> it's like that episode of Absolutely Fabulous where Ed Edina has to downsize and she buys like a small sports car. She's like, what darling, it's a small sports car. Um, but yeah, just a dysfunction in that family. And I'm going to whisper this, but mirrors the dysfunction in my own family. And I know that my family generally doesn't pay any attention to my creative styling, so I don't think I'm going to get busted for this, but so my mother's English, and it's like what he described was a microcosm of what I have experienced as leading to, shall we say, poor mental health outcomes for people that live in these family systems where... Um, and interactions are pro forma; they they are like based on tradition and politeness, and everyone's very aware of the power hierarchy, like who who who's kind of pulling the shots, and no one's talking about how they feel, and no one's talking about how other people's behaviours making them feel, and people just go people just go nuts; they go off the deep end. It's the most un unhuman thing, and he talks about this right, like in his book, and so I am like whoa, broski, like, I'm getting feelings, like, yeah, I mean, he got PTSD from going to war, so, I mean, I got PTSD for being assaulted while I was cross-dressing, so, like, (laughs) yeah, like, this source of our PTSD was really different, like, he was looking for meaning, and so he went and killed 25 people in Afghanistan, and I was just, um, leaving the cafe and walking to my car. I mean, I don't know. So, and that's that thing, right? We are, the resentment, the resentment of the inequity in our societies. But, you know, most of all, it's the corruption. God, that's a corrupt family. Right at the end of the book, he really sticks it to them and talks about the complicit um, relationships that all of his family members and their staff have with the media. It's just incredible. And, and they cut him off. And you know what? I've got family members that won't talk to me because I said how it was. And unfortunately, ostracization is like one of the consequences of speaking out in a family unit. But you have to choose. He had to choose. I have to choose. God, is, he, is this a queer story? Is this a queer story? You have to choose between being true to yourself or living a life of quiet desperation with just the worst mental health. <laughs> just the worst mental health. Because he was having panic attacks and I'm like, this is... Like, relatable content, which is just so shocking to me. But they say that after you earn $70,000, you don't get that much more happy. I mean, I don't know. Should we try that experiment? But, yeah, see, and so this is why, this is one of the reasons I hate monarchy is just the absolute lack of checks and balances of power. And so, you know, Britain's not, I mean, they've got a parliamentary system. They're like, at least one of their chambers of government is democratically elected. (sighs) It's not an ideal situation because they also have a chamber which is uh, based on heredity, which is kind of that's that's corruption. This is a corruption situation. So you're yeah, having checks and balances of power because if I was in charge, I would have a big, colossal cocking statue of myself made of some really expensive material, and people would be like, "Oh, but Queen Olivia, the peasants," and I'd be like. Let them eat cake. You know, like it's like I think it's actually really important to have checks and balances of power. Anyway, I I should save this for the panel discussion that I'm having with my friends Jack and Claire. Oh my god, am I getting a name right? Oh I'm so bad with nouns. Ah, oh, give me strength. The part of my brain that should do nouns is not there. And people get really upset when you get their names wrong <laughs> let me assure you they get super upset um yeah so uh link in the podcast yeah so if you're in wellington just go to the wellington museum facebook page and buy tickets buy tickets because we're going to be talking about this book um at great length but yes no while the feelings were high and the energy was high. I just thought I'd share that because we do have a parasocial relationship. Me and the six other people that I can see are listening to this podcast. I don't know who you are. God God bless you. Like, I just, I live, <laughs> I live for this apparently. Um, and uh, yeah, and so my Colt's heaps better, which is great. Um, I've been knitting a scarf for my niece. It's extremely excitingly long. I put fringe on it today individually. It reminded me of putting individual eyelashes on it. Um, And then I did a workout. Do you know that I do weights now? It's really strange. Remember the oatmeal guy? He started running and then like doing comics about how great running was. And I felt really alienated (laughs) because I'm like, at that time, I was more of a couch potato. Um, So yeah, I worry. I worry about how that would affect our relationship if I started talking about how super into weightlifting I am. Um, I'm a big, strong girl and I like to feel it. You know, I like to feel my strength. Um, anyway, that's it. That's my dispatch from Space Station One. Thanks for tuning in. Maybe there'll be another one. Maybe there won't. You know, at the end of the day, I just upload it for your enjoyment. Okay, bye.